Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Scott Guasco. This is episode 167 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I preview week 17. I dish out my starts of the week, and I go through Lucas and Mai's pick'em for week 17. Lucas is not with us this week. He's been on pretty much every one of these other episodes that we preview the week with, but he's out with his family. He's got the week off, and uh, maybe... He held down the uh, TCK Pod Listener League Championship. Maybe we gave him a bye week if he won that championship. You'll have to figure it out on the second half of the episode. But I will run through my preview of Week 17. We'll get you those hashtag TCK titles. And in the second half, I will recap the TCK Pod Listener League Championship. We've got a lot to cover. Let's get into it. Let's get into a preview for week 17. Those of you still playing for your championships, let's get that hashtag TCK title. And those of you that are no longer playing, but you're still paying attention, I appreciate you tuning into the podcast for the final week of the regular season and the final week of fantasy football. Uh, I think it goes without saying at this point, uh, you've probably heard it at nauseum if you're in the week 17 championship, but you should not be playing your championship game in week 17. And here's why. Again, very quickly. A lot of the players, as you'll hear in this podcast, a lot of your top-notch players are either sitting because they have nothing to play for. Either they're out uh, of playoff contention or they're already locked into a position. They want to rest. They have a bye coming up, whatever. Other guys um, are trying to make business decisions and maybe sitting or they've gone on IR early in, say, week 14-15 on a mild injury because they'd rather sit out the rest of the season if their team's out of contention than risk further injury and hurt their career via trade or free agency, whatever it is. So week 16 is just really stretching it. Um, So if you can avoid next year getting into a championship in week 17, Highly recommended. I don't see most of you in there. My DMs blow up throughout the season, and they have not been, honestly, this week, which is, uh, I think, a good thing, uh, meaning not many people have a lot of questions. So um, try to stay out of Week 17 playoffs if you can and championship. But those of you that are in it, you're in it. Let's get that win. Let's get the hashtag TCK title. We'll dive right into it. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to preview, uh, like I always do, Lucas is out. He is with his family uh, this week for the holidays. So um, I'm just going to do a kind of a quicker episode here. Uh, didn't need to bring him in for this one in week 17. So he's off with the family. Um, I'm going to get into the, uh, so basically the the entire recap of the TCK pod listener league 
um, in a further episode, but I will uh, let everybody know how everything went down in the championship game for the TCK Pod Listener League after the break. But before that, let's dive through all the games. I'll try to buzz through them here pretty quickly for you, get you along your day here. I do have 16 games to cover, though, by myself here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to issue out the uh, teams playing, as we usually do, and I'm just going to go over the the players that I would start. Okay, So I'm not going to talk about every player like we usually do. I'm just going to go over the players I would start. You're only playing one other team. If you're in Week 17, most of you aren't even in Week 17. So uh, we'll do that, and then I'll get into my quick starts of the week, and then – Lucas and my uh, pick them, and I'll let you know how uh, that is looking. We'll take a break, and then I'll get into the uh, TCK Pod League as well. So here we go. First up on the slate here, Chiefs and Chargers. This one's in Kansas City. For the Chargers, I'm starting both running backs, of course, Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry. I'm staying away from Phillip Rivers. I'm staying away from Mike Williams as well. I love Mike Williams as a player. I continue to love Mike Williams. I'm going to love him next year in the drafts, but – He's been struggling lately. He's a big play, uh, boomer bust, not doing well against Kansas City the last couple uh, years, although last year he had two touchdowns and a two-point conversion, but those are all short area touchdowns without Keenan Allen there. Um, I don't like Mike uh, Mike Williams in this game. Of course, he can always blow up for a 50-yard gain, but most of his receptions are 20, 30-plus yards. You just can't count on that, so I'm going to take the volume of Keenan Allen. Hunter Henry should bounce back. I like both running backs, of course. On the other side, Kansas City. I'm going to stick with Damian Williams. I like him against the Chargers, assuming he's a starter. Shady McCoy could be out in this game. I like the big three, of course, Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. And fire up the Chiefs' defense. They've been much, much better uh, as of late, and especially against the Chargers and Phillip Rivers, potentially playing for his career. I think he's going to be chucking it. They're going to be down early. This game's in Arrowhead. It's going to be cold. I think uh, Phillip Rivers has a pretty rough end of the season, unfortunately. So I do like uh, the Kansas City defense. Let's move on to the uh, Packers and the Lions. On the Packers side, the big three, of course, Aaron Rodgers. I know it's been frustrating, but he, you know, he can blow up any game. He plays well against bad teams. The Lions are a bad team on defense. I like that real quick. I'm gonna start him. Aaron Jones, you got to keep firing up. And uh, Devonte Adams, of course. I'm also gonna play the Packers DST against David Blau and the Lions here. Um, the Packers potentially. I mean, if all the cards fall here, the Packers could lock in that number two seed, get a home game. Worst case scenario with the win, they get a number three seed. They're going to like that. They're definitely going to be playing to win the game here. And uh, Aaron Rodgers generally beats up on the Lions. So I like the uh, Packers overall in this one. And uh, on the Lions side, just Kenny Galladay. Nobody else I'm uh, willing to bet on. I like Kerryon Johnson coming into next year, but I don't like him against the Packers necessarily. I think they're going to be down early. And unless he catches a bunch of balls, which he could, I guess, but unless he does, I don't think he's going to have a lot of opportunity to score. So I'm just going to go with Kenny Galladay in this one. Let's go to the Packers and, or excuse me, the Falcons and the Buccaneers on the Falcons side, the big three of um, Matt Ryan. Uh, I'm going to go with Devonta Freeman. I don't love Devonta Freeman against the Bucks, but they're dishing it off to him. He's had a lot of receptions lately. If he is your RB three or a flex, I like him. I don't want him as my RB one and maybe not even RB two, depending on your options. But again, you're in the championship. So if you have Devonta Freeman, you probably have a stacked team around him. So I think I would be okay with a floor. I just don't see a big uh, upside play with him and a ceiling with the Bucks having a stout defense there against the run and against running backs in general. So I will play Devonta Freeman, but if you can get around him i would julio jones of course 35 targets in the last two games love me some julio jones and austin hooper as well assuming he is healthy on the other side for the bucks Jameis winston you start him and you close your eyes 
Rashad Perryman, been on fire recently, and Justin Watson as well. Those guys are going to be bread and butter as long as Mike Evans and Godwin are out. Moving on to Miami and New England. New England can lock in that number two seed here. Miami just uh, probably going to try to win this game out of pride, but uh, try to lock up a top five pick um, in the uh, 2020 draft here. For the Miami side, I'm just going to go Devontae Parker if I'm desperate, uh, but he's going to get Lattimore, assuming he plays the entire game. I would potentially be willing to play Parker if you've got him this far and you don't have better options at receiver that you can really count on. I think Parker could be a sneak attack play. I expect a terrible first half aside from maybe a broken play or something, but I can see Lattimore. If the Patriots get a big, a lot of those starters are going to start to sit in the second half and uh, Lattimore was definitely be one of those guys. And I could see Parker starting to get heavy in maybe the fourth quarter when they're just chucking it. So you might get some garbage time out of him, which you do pretty much every single week, but I would not count on big plays otherwise. On the other side for New England, um, I'm going to go with Brady. Uh, I actually like him a lot in Miami. He's uh, a handful behind Drew Brees. Uh, I think he's going to have a big pride game here. He usually beats up on the Dolphins, especially at home. Maybe a prove-it game from uh, Brady at the end of the season, getting ready for the playoffs. I expect him to have a big game in this one. Julian Edelman, assuming he's healthy and he plays, he could potentially sit or play a couple of drives. The Patriots get up and he could be sit out. Edelman's a little risky here. If you could go away from Julian Edelman, I usually would never say this, but if you can go elsewhere from Julian Edelman, I think I would go that direction. Uh, James White, you play every single week. And um, Sony Michelle, I guess you could play him if you're desperate as well, but you know there's not really – it's kind of a touchdown or bust. Otherwise, he's going to give you you know 17 carries for 90 yards. And you know uh, unless you're in a standard league, that's not going to be amazing. DST for the Patriots as well, of course. Bears and Minnesota Vikings. Bears done for the season. The Minnesota Vikings pretty much locked in uh, to the sixth seed. Um, So they don't really have a lot to play for. This is a big divisional kind of a rivalry game, a pride game. So I do expect both teams to uh, play full out here. Um, Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller uh, for the receivers I do like against this beat up secondary for Minnesota. And David Montgomery, if you're desperate, but I don't like him against Minnesota necessarily. Although we just saw Aaron Jones go 150 plus and two touchdowns for the Packers against uh, Minnesota on Monday night. So if you got David Montgomery and you want to roll with him, you know, kudos to you. Uh, but he's been struggling lately, and I just don't see, I don't see the Bears putting up a lot of points uh, in Minnesota in this one. On the other side for the Vikings, the big three cousins and uh, Thielen and Diggs. Um, for the running backs, if Madison's healthy, you play him. If not, you could go with. Mike Boone, but Mike Boone has not been what we thought he was going to be. Maybe this is a breakout game against the Bears, who are losing both of their interior linemen plus a running or excuse me linebacker and a safety, so that they're gutted up the middle. Um, So if Madison is out, Boone should get another opportunity. I just don't see, I don't see a lot of plus matchup here um, for him. So we'll see what happens. But if you have to start Mike Boone, I guess you could do that. But only if Madison is out in this one. Um, I don't expect uh, Dalvin Cook to play um, either as they're going to be resting here for the playoffs. Moving on to Cleveland and the Bungles. For the Browns, I'm going to go Nick Chubb and Landry. Uh, If you have Odell and you still made the playoffs, I guess you fire him up. This could be a plus matchup here. Um, I know Odell's going to be trying to prove something, but he's been trying to do that all sing- all season. He's been hurt. He's been suffering multiple injuries. I don't see him and Baker on the same page this year. Um, we saw Landry and Baker not really on the same page last year. 
I do expect if Odell is back in Cleveland next year that they are on the same page and this offense could be pretty nasty, what we thought it was going to be. Um, so I'm going to be all in on the Browns next year as well. I know Lucas doesn't like that, but I'm going to be all in on the Browns next year if Odell's back and Landry and Chubb and everybody else. We'll see what happens with Kareem Hunt. But I'm going to stay away from Kareem Hunt and Baker if I can. Um, I'm going to stay away from Odell as well if I can. Uh, but you know, you may not have a better option there and he can always blow up. He just hasn't been doing it this year. Chubb Landry, uh, are my locks. I'm going to go with them. Uh, Mixon and Boyd on the other side for the bungles. Uh, I'm going to stay away from uh, the rest of the team. If I can in two QB leagues, you could definitely fire up Dalton who is pretty much playing for his career and certainly his job in Cincinnati before, uh, Joe Burrow comes in from LSU with the number one pick hypothetically. So, uh, I'm going to stick with Mixon and Boyd to stay away from everybody else. Unless you uh, have to play somebody in maybe a two QB league, you can grab Dalton. Next up, Saints and Panthers. Uh, you're going to go with the big three with the Saints. The Saints are up there with the Niners and the Packers. I mentioned it multiple times. Um, each team at uh, each team at twelve and three, um, all trying to get to uh, thirteen and three, frankly, and uh, lock up that um, number two, three seed um, behind the uh, 49ers and Seahawks. So. Seeing what happens with that, but the top of the NFC is frankly wide open with the Niners and Seahawks playing Sunday Night Football, which I'll get to at the end here. Uh, but the Packers and the Saints have a chance also to uh, claim that number one, two, three seed. So the Saints should be playing all out in this one in Carolina. Last year, they sat a bunch of their guys late. Christian McCaffrey sat late, but this one should be more competitive throughout. I uh, I think the Saints kill them in this one, so um, they might be sitting their starters in the second half. But uh, hopefully that means Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara do their thing with the big three uh, for the Saints. On the other side, um, Christian McCaffrey going for multiple records. Uh, he is like 215 yards uh, or something away from uh, the most, um, like a, a 1,000, you know, excuse me, some of the most all-purpose yards uh, that was set by uh, David Johnson a few years ago. He is um, a handful of fantasy points away from uh, Ladanian Tomlinson's best running back fantasy performance of all time. Uh, crazy part of that is um, Christian McCaffrey has 18 touchdowns and Ladanian Tomlinson had 31 that year. So he's 13 short of the amount of touchdowns that Ladanian Tomlinson had that year, and he's got a uh, shooter's chance. So pretty incredible season for a Christian McCaffrey. You fire him up no matter what. D uh, DJ Moore, I expect to be out with a concussion protocol, so I'm going to stay away from the weapons there, especially with uh, Will Greer. I expected Will Greer to be better. He just hasn't been, unfortunately, so I'm going to stay away from the pass-catching options there for the Panthers. Next up, the Jets and the Buffalo Bills. For the Jets side, Le'Veon Bell, if you have to, um, I'm looking at other options. I can't imagine you're in the championship game with Le'Veon Bell unless you scored you know, CMC or uh, Barkley or somebody else, Michael Thomas or whatever at the top. Um, but if you have Le'Veon Bell and you can rotate around, I would against the Bills, especially in Buffalo. If not, you're rolling with him anyway. He'll get you volume at least. On the other side for the Bills, uh, Allen, Singletary, Smokey Brown, and Beasley. I'm going to fire up everybody for Buffalo, including that DST. I think it'd be all right. Also, uh, to double back a little bit on the Saints, if you're streaming a DST, I think the Saints defense uh, could be a nice pick in this one. Let's go to Oakland and Denver. Um, for Oakland, uh, looks like uh, Josh Jacobs had shoulder surgery this week. Um, 
DeAndre Washington should get the start. He's been really solid, 20-plus carries in his starts for uh, Josh Jacobs. I like that a lot. Um, and it looks like Tyrell Williams could potentially sit in this one as well. If he does, Hunter Renfro would then get the start. He was 7 for 100 last week. Um, I like that a lot. So fire up Hunter Renfro if you're in a deep position. He could also be a nice sneaky DFS play. Uh, but Washington for sure, assuming that Jacobs is 100% out. On the other side for the Broncos, Philip Lindsay. you got to play him against the Raiders. Cortland Sutton. He should dominate the Raiders for sure, and the DST for the Broncos as well. Um, one of my uh, starts of the week, absolutely. Um, Broncos should have a, a big win here against Oakland, and again, Oakland has like an outside chance to make the playoffs, but they have to beat the Broncos first and then have to have three to four teams lose on Sunday to make everything else crumble into place. We'll see what happens. I actually think that the Raiders beating the uh, Broncos overall is the toughest part of that equation, but we shall see. I'll get to my picks in just a little bit. Redskins and Cowboys. For the Redskins, um, Adrian Peterson, I'll fire him up against the uh, Cowboys if you needed a, a RB3 or a flex position there, especially in standard leagues. Steven Sims, Jr., um, I'm going to fire him up. Terry McLaurin is probably out with the uh, percussion concussion protocol excuse me i was gonna say percussion protocol but that's music my bad um concussion protocol and uh i like steven smith there. not crazy about him i mean if you're at the point of a championship game and you're thinking about starting a, a, a redskin um then <laughs> you probably have studs everywhere else in your lineup if you made it that far uh so i don't think many of you have that decision but if you did i guess steven sims is a late flyer and then you're starting everybody for Dallas. I mean, they have to win this game and they have to hope that um, Philadelphia, excuse me, loses. So they're going to have to play um, all out in this game and hope to win. So that means Dak and Zeke and Cooper and uh, Michael Gallup as well. Uh, so I would fire them up plus the DST against Washington at home. So I do like all of the Cowboy options. Cardinals and Rams, Kyler Murray, Kenyon Drake. That's all I'm going to fire up for the Cardinals. I love me some Larry Fitz, but uh, not against the Rams here. He might start off with a nice first quarter, but not longevity-wise. The Rams are an interesting team. Last year, they were in the driver's seat in the NFC. They sat a bunch of guys, and they prepared for the playoffs. They played well into the Super Bowl. We all know what happens. This year, they are on the outside looking in, and – might sit a handful of these guys if they don't sit everybody per se they'd be watching the scoreboard throughout the nfc because they need a lot to crumble for them to back in the playoffs uh for that sixth seed last wild card spot but if they see around the league that uh everybody else is winning they might you know shut their guys down and and uh, get rid of injuries so uh jared goff i think is risky but definitely a better option at home cup and woods i'm gonna fire up I'm not sure you have a better option there, um, but they might not play a full slate of games. Gurley, you got to fire up as well. But again, if they want to see what's up with Darrell Henderson, they might shut him down early. And uh, Tyler Higby, I think, is a bona fide starter, especially against the uh, Cardinals. But uh, again, he he could fall into like the best position for the Rams because if they start sitting running backs and and Goff and 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 uh, the receivers and shit, I don't see them sitting Higby, so he might get all his targets. So Higby's the only real for sure for me, for the Rams this week. Uh, Golf Cup, Woods, and Gurley are hit or miss, but I can't see how you get off of any of those guys against the Cardinals unless you have better options. Eagles and Giants. Um, Sanders, you're firing up. He is an awesome, awesome young talent. I like him a lot coming into next year. I mentioned that in the last podcast. Dallas Goddard, I'm going to fire him. I'm going to fire him up regardless of if Zach Ertz plays. Zach Ertz is not looking good. He's He's projected, you know, questionable, doubtful-ish. He's had a rib injury all season. 
he might gut it out because the Eagles have to win this game against the Giants to give them a chance to get into the playoffs. But if the, if if Ertz can't go, then Dallas Goddard is that guy that you drafted as a handcuff or you picked it up as a handcuff, and he could potentially be a league winner there. He should see at least 10 targets. He could go over 100 and a touchdown or two against the Giants. So Zach Ertz had two touchdowns last time he played the Giants. If he's out for some reason, Goddard should smash. If they both play, I'm going to play Ertz. I could even play Goddard if you have a double flex or something or tight end premium. If Ertz is out, of course, you got to play Goddard. On the other side, for the Giants, Daniel Jones coming off a five touchdown performance. I'm firing him up against this shitty uh, Seahawk or Seahawk Eagles secondary. I like him a lot if you're streaming in two quarterback positions. Uh, Saquon Barkley automatic now. He looks great. And Sterling Shepard would be the other option there for the Giants. Heading into the AFC South, the uh, back-to-back games here, the Colts and the Jags in a pride game. Uh, for the Colts, I'm going to go with Marlon Mack and Pascal if you need to at receiver, but Marlon Mack should have a smash game against the Jacksonville Jaguars who have been horrible against the run and also pretty much giving up on the season. I don't like Jacoby Brissett on the run or on the road outside in Florida. Um, I'm going to stay away from him if I can, but I do like Marlon Mack. Uh, he could potentially be a start of the week this week as well. On the other side, Leonard Fournette, you fire up if he starts and if he's healthy. However, he's got a little bit of a neck stinger. Um, They might just shut him down depending on what's up. The Jags have nothing to play for. Leonard Fournette has made it this far without being significantly injured for the first time in his career so far. They might shut him down or they might put him on limited uh, touches or whatever. If you made it this far with Leonard Fournette and he's healthy and he plays, you got to play him. But Man, he could be tough. He could be kind of a Dalvin Cook the last couple weeks where he takes one shot and he's out or he's on limited work, whatever. Kind of sketch. If he's healthy, I'm playing him. But if he bails, make sure that you have um, Raquel Armstead, uh, his backup, ready to go because the Jags should be uh, just trying to dump it down and run it up the Colts' throat there. DJ Chark is an automatic as well for the uh, Jags. Couple more games here: Tennessee Titans and Houston Texans. The big three for the Titans. We're going to go with Tannehill. Ride him. He's been hot. Derrick Henry, of course, this time of year, especially. And I do like uh, AJ Brown. I know um, last week uh, Taewon Taylor or Tajay Sharp, excuse me, had uh, two touchdowns, um, but just sixty yards. I expect a lot of that to go to uh, AJ Brown and Corey Davis now. So I wouldn't be too crazy on that. So uh, I'm going to go with the big three: Tannehill. Um, Derrick Henry and AJ Brown for the Tennessee Titans. On the other side, you got to go with Watson and uh, New Hopkins. I don't expect Will Fuller to play. Therefore, if Will Fuller definitely sits, I would try to go off of um, <clears throat> Deshaun Watson, believe it or not. He is not as good in his career without Fuller. Fuller's been hurt the second half of the season because that's what he does. If you can go elsewhere um, from Deshaun Watson or uh, Tannehill, I would definitely do that if Fuller is out. Last game of the afternoon slot, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, looks like uh, Connor is going to be out. I don't like anybody on the Steelers this week um, against the Ravens, even a second-tier Ravens team. I know they're going to start a lot of their uh, starters. <clears throat> they're going to sit a lot of their starters, excuse me, uh, and their defense as well. But still, with Duck Hodges or Mason Rudolph, whoever it is, you know, Juju's knocking off the rust. You, who knows who's going to be at running back full time? Um, I kind of like, you know, Deontay Johnson, but I'm not crazy about anybody against the Ravens here for the Steelers. So I would sit everybody if you can. The only thing I would consider for the Steelers is actually starting their DST going up against a bunch of second tier players for the Ravens. So that brings me up to Gus Edwards and Hayden Hurst. 
Um, if you're not a super fantasy person, you may not even know those names. Gus Edwards is the backup running back to Mark Ingram. Hayden Hurst is the uh, backup to Mark Andrews, but he was actually drafted before uh, Mark Andrews <clears throat> two years ago. And um, Lamar Jackson's going to be out. Uh, Mark Ingram's going to be out. And uh, right now, technically, the last report I saw was Mark Andrews uh, or Mark Ingram is going to be out. Mark Andrews is going to be uh, out probably as well. He's he's questionable, but I think it's just one of those like they want the Steelers to prepare for everybody. But um, those guys aren't hurt. Uh, it's more just a strategy to rest them before the playoffs. So make sure you're firing up the second tier players. If you absolutely had to fire up uh, RG3 in a two QB league, I could potentially do that, but I'm not going to do that in a single QB league. Going off to the uh, game of the week, game of the year, potentially the 49ers and Seahawks playing for the number one seed in the NFC and the NFC West title. The uh, San Francisco 49ers, I would go with uh, Raheem Mostert, Emmanuel Sanders, Kittle, and Jimmy Garoppolo if I absolutely had to, but I'm not excited about him necessarily in Seattle with everything on the line. Could be a rainy game. Not excited about Jimmy G, but I like Mostert, Sanders, and Kittle. On the other side for uh, the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, I'm going to ride him. I know he hasn't been very impressive recently. The Niners are very good against the pass, but this is a must-win game for the Seahawks. I want the Niners to win, of course, as a Niner fan, but this is a huge, huge, huge game for the Seahawks. This seems like the type of game that Russell Wilson shows up in. If I had to ride him all the way to my championship, I think I could play Russell Wilson in this game. Marshawn Lynch, if you're desperate, uh, of course, he comes off the street a year and a half. He has not played football, but he's Marshawn Lynch. He could stumble into the end zone twice, potentially. And Tyler Lockett and DK, I think I would play both of them. Jaquarski Tart, who is a safety for the 49ers, is going to be out in this game. That's a big blow to them in the secondary. Uh, Sherm has, of course, the uh, rivalry game here, um, but he should only be on one side of the field, so they'll match up to see who can get available. So that's a very quick, very quick analysis of the um, previews on the games. I'm going to take a quick break, catch my breath, come back with my starts of the week, my pickums, and go through the TCK Pod uh, Championship recap real quick. We'll be back after the break. Hey, listeners, let's take a break here. If you like what you're hearing and want to find the Candlestick Kids outside of the podcast, please like and follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod, Twitter at tck underscore pod, Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast, or drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a rate and review wherever you're listening. It really helps us to get your feedback. Finally, please visit our website at tckpod.com for weekly rankings, Lucas's Start Sit article, and more. Before we get into the second half of the episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Stay tuned. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid 
to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, my starts of the week for week 17 at quarterback. I'm going to go with Tom Brady, I know it sounds crazy, but he's against the Dolphins. He absolutely crushes the Dolphins every single time. Uh, Even when the Dolphins have beaten him, uh, Tom Brady has had excellent games. In week two in Miami, he was 264 for two touchdowns, one of his best performances, believe it or not, on the entire season. Tom Brady's been pretty slow as of late, but they just haven't really needed him, just running the ball consistently. I expect a big game out of him chasing uh, Drew Brees at this point, trying to gear up for the playoffs and make sure that the Patriots win this game. Um, you know, on paper, it looks like the, St- the Patriots should roll them, but we've said that before. Last year, uh, we saw Kenyon Drake actually uh, get that, you know, Hail Mary kind of hook and ladder, uh, ladder roll situation at the end where Gronk couldn't chase him down, and the Dolphins ended up winning it. So I think uh, Tom Brady's going to come out big, make sure they win that game and get that uh Home game uh, to start with that first round bye behind the Ravens. So I like Tom Brady with confidence. Maybe for the first time all season, I like Tom Brady against the Miami Dolphins. He is my start of the week at quarterback. At running back, I'm going to go with my man Joe Main Mixon. Um, in week 14 at Cleveland, he was 23 carries, 146, and a touchdown. His best game of the season came against the Browns. He also had three receptions for 40 yards. I like him a lot in this game. It doesn't mean much to many teams that are out, but I think this is a big uh, rivalry game, a uh, a potentially, you know, it's a it's a pride game for these guys and I I like um I like Joe Mixon to really prove himself here and uh beast out a little bit against the Browns. So, I'm going to take Joe Mixon against uh, the Browns here is my start of the week for the running back and at receiver. I'm going to go with my man, A.J. Brown, 8 for 114 and a touchdown two weeks ago against these Texans. His best game of the season uh, for receptions, second best in fantasy points on the season. Um, I like uh, A.J. Brown a lot. I know he didn't do much last week, but we saw on that reverse that if he gets a little bit of a um, little bit of a seam, he's able to uh, do quite a bit with a little bit. So I think he'll be just fine. For the tight end, I'm actually going to kind of audible here. If Ertz is out, I'm going to go with Dallas Goddard for obvious reasons. If Ertz is in, I'm going to go with Hayden Hurst if uh, Mark Andrews is out, which I believe that he will be. So Hayden Hurst, not a ton of work this year, uh, but Mark Andrews went out against Buffalo in week 14. Hayden Hurst right after that caught a 60-yard touchdown down the uh, sideline there. So I like Hayden Hurst a lot, assuming that Mark Andrews is out if – Ertz is out. I like Goddard for sure. Um, And if both those guys uh, aren't a factor, then I'm going to go with Higby uh, against the Cardinals. Even if Goff is limited, I just think he'll be he'll have a good option there. And then for the DST, I'm going to ride the Chiefs. The Chiefs have been really hot lately. Uh, They get to play the Chargers. Um, Big game here for the Chiefs uh, to stay atop of the AFC. 
um, to keep pace with the Patriots in case they have a hiccup versus Miami and uh, really making sure that they're ready for the playoffs as well. So I'm going to take the Chiefs DST, who's been looking really, really good lately uh, against a you know known opponent, uh, Phillip Rivers, through um, multiple interceptions the last handful of games, seven turnovers against the Vikings two weeks ago for this Charger team. They're getting shut down in the run. I don't think they're going to be able to pass too much. I do like the Chiefs quite a bit for my start of the week. As I mentioned on the first half, Lucas is not with me in this episode. I'm sure you've noticed already, uh, but he is not here for his starts of the week this week. So I'm going to jump right over to our pick'ems. And I will let you know, Lucas did get his picks in, so I will go over those as well. Um, Lucas and I, uh, since week eight, when we started recording these, Lucas and I have gone through and um, we have over 134 games picked and I am up by one single game, 85 and 49 to 84 and 50. Last week, he was 11 and um 11 and 5. I was 10 and 6. So let's go through our pickums really quick. I'll just run them off here. Uh, for the Chargers and the Chiefs, uh, we're both going with the Chiefs there. I think that's a no-brainer in Arrowhead. For the Packers and the Lions, we're both going with the Packers there as well, trying to keep pace in the NFC with the Saints and the 49ers and or the Seahawks. For Atlanta and Tampa Bay, we're both going to go with the home team here. We'll go with the Bucks at home versus the Falcons. Miami and uh, New England, we're both going to stick with New England here. I think that's a no-brainer as well. I don't expect any upset this year. For the Bears and the Vikings, this is where we start to mix things up. I'm going to stick with the Vikings. Uh, they have, um, they're have they pretty much locked into the number six seed, but uh, I know that they want to end on a high note, try to get healthy here, and uh, the Bears are pretty beat up on defense. I just don't trust Mitch Trubisky, so I'm going to take the Vikings. Lucas feels the other way. He's going to go with the Bears. For the Browns and the Bungles, uh, we've had our, we've had kind of a contentious uh, bout all season about uh, the Browns, uh, kind of tongue in cheek. But I'm about the Browns. Lucas isn't. I do like my Bengals uh, as well. But in this one, I'm going to go with the Browns. I just think they're a, a more talented team, and they need to get their head out of their ass and uh, look forward to next season. Lucas thinks the other way. He thinks that uh, Joe Mixon, my start of the week, and um, hopefully Andy Dalton uh, can stay hot and potentially save his job. I don't think that happens. I think that the Browns get to win uh, to end the season on the road. Uh, for the Saints and the Panthers, we're both going to go with the Saints, assuming all of the uh, Saints stars play late in this game. For the Jets and the Bills, we're all going to go with the Bills as well at home. I expect them to actually kind of smash in this game, even though it's a uh, – Divisional game, I like the Bills' defense to just smash up on the uh, Jets. Uh, Oakland and Denver, we know that Lucas is going to go with the Broncos. I'm going to join him this week. I'm going to go with the Broncos as well. Again, the Raiders can technically make the playoffs if they win their game and three or four other teams lose their matches. It's very complicated. I won't go into it. But I think that all of that shakes out, but the Raiders lose their own game. So I'm going to take the Broncos as well. We'll go on to the Skins and the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to go with Dallas, and Lucas is going to go with Dallas as well. I picked Dallas last week against Philadelphia. They shit the bed. I think that they come back, and they do much, much better at home in another must-win game against an inferior opponent. I think Dallas gets it together and beats Washington. A couple more games here. Cardinals and Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams. I just think they're a much more talented team. But uh, Lucas seems to think that the Rams are probably going to be benching their guys in the second half, which 
I agree that could definitely happen. I mentioned that in the first half of this podcast. So if that happens, the Cardinals could definitely take over. Uh, but I don't think that happens. I think it's competitive enough. I think the Rams have enough to play for that they play their guys, ultimately win this game at home to end the season with a pride game here. Even if they don't back into the playoffs, I'm going to take the Rams. Lucas has the Cardinals. Next up, the Eagles and the Giants. I'm going to go with the Giants, actually. Um, Daniel Jones, five touchdowns. Saquon Barkley, absolutely crushing it. Nearly 200 yards in the last couple of games. He's been absolutely on fire. Uh, the Eagles defense did shut down the uh, Cowboys last week. I just have a feeling about the Giants right now. I think Dallas wins their game. Philadelphia loses their game. They're tied up, and we got to go through all these tiebreakers. I do like the Giants at home. Lucas is going to go with Philadelphia. Colts and Jaguars. Uh, I'm going to go with the Jags at home. I know that they've given up for the most part, but I like them at home in a last game against the division. Uh, Colts, other than Marlon Mack, I don't think have many weapons right now. Um, Jacksonville doesn't necessarily either. If Leonard Fournette is out in this game, it's a no-brainer. It's going to be the Colts, but I think he plays. I think he does well. I think the Jags sneak a one away here uh, from the Colts late. I'm going to go with the Jags. Lucas is going to go with the Colts. Um the battle for the AFC South is going well. Um, the Texans won it technically, but the Titans can still get in the playoffs here. Titans and Texans, uh, we're both going to go with the Titans here. Um, Houston should be able to do well at home, but again, uh, Will Fuller is a huge difference maker for them, and he is potentially going to be out again. So I'm a little bit worried about uh, Deshaun Watson there. So I'm going to take the Titans, and so is Lucas. Two more games here Steelers and Ravens. We're both going to go with the Ravens. This one seems obvious on paper, but with the Ravens sitting so many of their starters, it could get interesting here. Um, Some of these second-tier guys, and the Steelers' defense is the truth. They're really, really solid, and if RG3 starts fucking around and gets hurt, um, if, uh, you know, they can't get a run game going, if they don't have a pass game, this game could be, you know, one of those, like, nine to seven game old school uh, Steeler and Ravens games, which the Steelers could accidentally win. I don't think it happens. The Ravens are a really, really solid squad, very well coached, as are the Steelers. But I think the uh, the Ravens um, get it done, lock in, uh, just kind of the 12th win, keep rolling, take off the next week, and uh, get through the bye there. So we're both going to take the Ravens. Last but not least, Niners and Seahawks. Of course, I'm going to go with the Niners. Um, I'm a, you know just going to root for them anyway, but I do think they are the superior team, and I do think they get this win even in Seattle to lock up that number one seed uh, home field throughout the playoffs, which is fucking massive. You don't want to play in Lambeau in the snow. You don't want to play in the Superdome against the Saints. You don't want to play in Seattle in the rain and in the cold against the 12s. The Niners have to have the number one seed in the NFC to get a serious run. Seahawks also need that. Lucas is going to go with the Seahawks. I'm going to go with the 49ers. Game of the year, Sunday night football, Niners and Seahawks. That's a lot for the uh, week 17 previews. Um, I'm going to get into the uh, TCK pod listener league uh, recap really quick after another very short break. And uh, we'll end it out here. All right. The TCK pod. Listener League champion between Lucas and Paul is Lucas Kaser bringing it home by four points, 144 to 140. Lucas gets it done over Paul. Great game by those two guys. It was really fun to have both of them on the podcast last week. I'm going to run down the playoff uh, bracket and let you all know how it went down. Lucas and our good buddy Chris Benavides and the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast Boys, 
they had the number one and two seeds. They had a bye in the first round, so they were off. I played hide and Zeke, and I got the win, uh, 147-138. Charlotte Pasha, Paul, played People's Republic and got the win, 171-113. to In the second round, I ended up getting paired with Lucas Kaser. I lost 146 to 120 and uh charlotte pasha paul uh beat up on chris 147 to 120 almost identical scores therefore lucas and paul move on to the championship game again lucas gets that tck pod listener league title the hashtag tck title holds it down um again he's out with his family but we'll get him on as soon as we can in the off season he can uh give some give him some love at that point um I'll run you down their game real quick. Uh, Lucas, 144, Paul, 140. Uh, For Paul, Deshaun Watson, just eight points. This was a killer uh, because he did have um, Tom Brady put up 18 and uh, Jameis as well put up 12. Either one of those guys may have gotten him the title there, but he went with Deshaun Watson, eight points. Mark Ingram, 16. Melvin Gordon, 22. Michael Thomas, 31 points. Amari Cooper, six. Travis Kelsey, 21. DJ Moore, just one catch for one yard. That was an absolute killer. Uh, Pittsburgh, seven. And um, uh, Harrison Butker, 10. And DeAndre Washington, 18 points. Not quite enough for Lucas's 144. Ryan Tannehill, 28 points. Leonard Fournette, 13. Kenyon Drake, really the star of the uh, playoffs. Lucas doing his homework. He picked up Ryan Tannehill and Kenyon Drake and Devontae Parker uh, down the stretch here. And those three guys really carried him to a title. Um, 28 points for Ryan Tannehill, Leonard Fournette, 13, Kendall Drake, 32, Tyler Lockett, just two points. Devontae Parker, 22, Cameron Bray, three, Alvin Kamara, 29, Denver Broncos defense, eight, and Justin Tucker, seven points. So Lucas takes down the title. Congrats to him. We will get him back on again once we, uh, once we can, um, I will go through the final standings uh, one more time here. Uh, Lucas, league champion, um, Paul, runner-up, and uh, actually was the point champion. Um, Chris and I uh, in that third-place spot. Then Hide and Zeke, um, People's Republic, Pelkey Pelkey, Prickly Pears, Dude, You're Getting Odell, Nuke Took a Duke, Drew Missick, and Julio Daddy rounding up the TCK Pod Listener League. For those of you that have tuned into the podcast for the entire season, I much, much appreciate it. Um, I hope you all know by now how much energy and effort and time I put into this, um, and Lucas as well, and Chris and Paul and Daniel and everybody else that's affiliated and has been a guest on the podcast, all of our guests in the offseason, and everybody that's jumped on during the season. It's been an absolute pleasure, a lot of fun, a lot of uh, energy put in here, and um, I appreciate it building the connection with all of the listeners and everybody tuning in, uh, people giving love and, and sharing their championships. And even if you didn't make the championship, you know, like let's talk about what we can do better next year. I I'm really about that. I think it's important to, uh, you know, own our shit and have integrity. And that's what we have here on the podcast. So as always, um, you know, that when I sign off, you're going to hear all the links and things, please do subscribe, leave a rate and review. It really, really, really does mean a the world to me, and it means uh, a lot to the podcast. I don't just say that shit. It means a lot. I check them. I read all the DMs. I read all the uh, subscriptions and the notes, and um, it means a lot to me. I appreciate it. And uh, again, congratulations to everybody that won their championship in week 16 last week, and congratulations ahead of time to those of you that are going to take it down this weekend in week 17. 
Um, and if you've come up short this year, we've got next year. Fantasy football never stops, especially here on the TCK pod. We're going to basically run through the playoffs, run through the Super Bowl, slow it down a little bit in the offseason. But once that NFL draft hits in late April, we're going to get back to it in May, fire up for the 2020 offseason. Let me know what you all want to hear and what you want to talk about and recap for uh, 2020, gearing up for the next season. So Next week is going to be light. I might do one or two episodes here to recap everything and start gearing up for the uh, final stretch of the season here. Um, But we're going to start toning it down a little bit. Make sure you follow our Instagram, which you'll hear about, and Twitter uh, because I put a post up on there. But uh, the podcast will slow down maybe just a little bit. But, again, I appreciate y'all. Belated Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Any other uh, holidays that y'all celebrate out there, um, I wish you all very, very um, safe travels and I wish you uh, love and peace to you and your families and I wish you all a very very happy new year and uh, blessings to 2020 we'll be back with you when we can be and uh, I appreciate y'all best of luck in week 17 That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to email us at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us in DM on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod. You can also find us on Twitter at tck underscore pod or on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Also, make sure to check out our website, tckpod.com, for weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, and Lucas to start sick column. And if you gain any value from this episode at all during the season, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. Leave a rate and review for the podcast and give us a like and a follow on our social medias. It really does make a difference for us. Make the most of your rest of your day. Go get that hashtag TCK title and best of luck in the championship round. And we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Happy New Year in 2020. Happy holidays to you and yours. And until next time, I'm Sky Guasco and I am out of here. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find?